Hey friend, thank you so much for taking the time to tune in today. We're going to jump in to Dr. Paul's message, Are You Afraid to Die? from all the way back in 1995 in just a moment. The the theme for the snippet that we're going to listen to today is this. We want heaven, but we don't want to die. Isn't that how it always goes? We want the shiny thing at the end of the road, but we don't want to walk there. We don't want to put the work in. Well, heaven is a beautiful place. And death is not something to be feared. We want heaven, but we don't want to die. You know, if we can trust him, meaning Christ Jesus, if we can trust him, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, if we can trust them for eternity... Why can't we trust them for the here and now? We trust them supposedly for the hereafter. We should trust them for the transition as well. I told you not long ago, I got to speak to Miss Jeanette Hayslip, a 106-year young woman who was actually the personal secretary of Dr. Paul Levine. She was so modest, so humble about the investment of time and effort she made responding to so many supporters and donors and partners and packaging up who knows, only the Lord knows how many gospel tracts. Really, if you think about it, besides Dr. Paul, to my knowledge, she was the longest tenured employee or part or volunteer at Bible Tracks Incorporated. She was a paid part of the staff for about 20 plus years. And then for almost another two decades, she just volunteered her time. It's amazing to think that I had the opportunity just not long ago to sit in her room in her in her little apartment there and talk to her and her daughter about what God did through Dr. Paul Levine and his ministry. One of the points I'm trying to convey right now, I asked her this question. Everyone knows, or at least those who know him, they knew of Dr. Paul's pulpit presence. They knew of his charisma. They knew of his jovial attitude. They know of his, his, his bright spirit, all of those things. But I asked her, what was he like just in the office? What was he like when he was home off the road, just dealing with the mundane things? What was he like when you had to dictate a letter or, or when he dictated a letter to you? What were, what were those things like? And she said, well, he wasn't really any different. I really feel like that's one of the reasons that Dr. Paul and the legacy of Bible Tracks Incorporated is so strong, because he was the same person. He didn't put on an act. It wasn't a show. And today, you're going to get to hear a funny story or two about a time that he dreamed, Dr. Paul did, about death. He's in the middle of preaching a message. This is the midpoint of a message he preached back in 1995 entitled, are you afraid to die? And he tells a little bit of a humorous, self-deprecating story about a time when he dreamed that he was dead. So I'm going to ask you to listen now to Dr. Paul Levine. Well, what's the matter with us anyhow? Don't, don't we want to go to heaven? Of course we want to go to heaven. Well, uh, let me ask you another question. Supposing, how many would like to have Jesus Christ come back tonight, take us all to heaven right now? Let's see your hands. Sure you would. My hand's up on that one, boy. Absent from the body, present with the Lord, the dead in Christ that shall rise in. And then we, we are trial alive and remain so Caught up together in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Now, if we could go to heaven that way, we'd all like to go tonight. But if we got to die to get to heaven, we're going to wait a while. 
Now that's just the way we are. <laughs> and there's no use trying to evade it and try to be real pious and holy and say, no, that's not the way it is. I want to die right now. No, we don't want to die right now if we think about it. We want to wait a while before we die and suffer a little bit more and cry a little bit more. See? Okay. Now that's just a, that's the way it are because death is an enemy. I remember one time I had a, I had a horrible dream. It was like a nightmare. And I dreamed that I had died. And so my wife and I got in the car and we we're going to go down to the funeral parlor and view the body. So I, it was very real. I remember driving up there at, uh, in front of the funeral parlor. There's a long sidewalk going up to a couple of glass doors. And Dorothy and I walked up there and, and went through those doors. Right straight ahead, we saw a casket. So we walked up to that casket and looked in there. Sure enough, there I was. See, lying there. I don't know if I was smiling or not, but I was sure dead. And we, we stood there looking at me a little while, and I started to cry. And I said to Dorothy, I said, uh, you're not crying. I said, how come you're not crying? I said, don't you miss me? And she said, yes. She said, yes, I miss you, but I, I live closer to the Lord than you do, and I can take this better than you can. Well, we stood there for a little while, decided to leave, and so we turned around, went down that sidewalk, and when we got to, to the car, I'm always a good gentleman in my dreams, so I opened the car door for her, you know, and she got in the car, and just as she's getting in the car, I said, I forgot something, I got to go back. So I went back and went back to that casket and, and I took my right hand and I moved my right hand over down here like this so I could get in his pocket. And I reached in his pocket and there was a whole bunch of one dollar bills in there. And I got them all out of there and I, started, I stood there by the casket and I counted them. And this was way back in the early 50s. And you know, there was 63, I don't know why, but there was 63 one dollar bills. That would be like $500 now. Boy, that's when I knew I was dreaming, when I had all that money. <laughs> I counted all those 63 to $1 bills and put, put it in my pocket, put my hand back where it belonged, went back out, and just as I'm getting in the car, I woke up. And I want to tell you something, I didn't sleep all night after that. See? That's the way death is. Death is an enemy. And if you fear death, don't think that uh, there's something wrong with you. Now, we're going to get to another verse here in just a minute. Let me want one more illustration first. I grew up on the farm, so you'll have, you don't blame me if I use the corny illustrations. Here's a, you remember what Paul said? Paul says, I have a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Now, first of all, remember something. He was not talking about the rapture. He was not talking about when Jesus Christ comes to take us to be with himself. He's talking about dying in this passage. You say, how do you know that? Because he says, I have a desire to depart and be with Christ, but I also have another desire not to depart and be with Christ and be here with you. Now, if he'd been talking about the rapture, the coming of Christ, they'd all been gone. So he's just talking about himself dying. See, now he says, I have a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. That's what he said. Now let's imagine we're back on the farm and uh, there's a cow standing in the field. And this cow is looking over the fence into another field. And the cow's talking to herself. And let's imagine now you can understand cow language. And you can hear this cow talking to herself. And this cow says, I have a desire to depart from this field and go into that field over there where the grass is greener and longer. And this cow really has a desire to get into other field. Now, let's say that uh, when I was a kid, instead of having gates around the field, all they'd have to do is dig a little trench where the gate would be and put some iron bars across there 
and the boss said the car wouldn't, they wouldn't cross that. Now, the cars may be different in this county, but that's the way they were in Rock Island County, where I lived as a boy. They dig a ditch, or if the ditch was already there, they just put some iron bars, some rail, grating of any kind, and the cars wouldn't cross it. You just wouldn't do it. No, sir. You couldn't talk them into it. All right. So this car says, I have a desire to depart, and uh, from this field and be in that field, which is far better. So you say to the cow, that's my field over there. And I don't mind if you go over there. If you want to leave this field and go over in that field, you just go right on over there. There's, a, there's the opening in the fence. Go right on there. And the cow says, thank you, sir. And the cow starts out and comes to this grating. And the cow stops. The cow's got four-wheel brakes. And the cow stops immediately and will not cross that grating. Now, what's the matter with that cow? Does that cow want to get in that other field? Yes. Does that cow want to get in that other field right now? Yes. But the cow says, if I, no matter how much I want to get in that field, right now, if I've got to cross that thing to get there, I'll stay right over here where the field isn't so nice. That's the way we are. If we could go to heaven tonight without dying, we'd all want to go to heaven. But if we all want to go to heaven, and we all want to go to heaven now, but if we have to go across death to get there, we'll just stay here a while. That's the way we are. Now let's turn to another passage. Let me show you something. Second Corinthians chapter 12. Second Corinthians chapter, boy, this is tremendous for me. I don't know how it'll be for you, but this sure does help me. Now, if I pre ever preach this here before, you'll have to pardon me. I'm getting a little old now. I'm like two fellows were talking, and one of them said the other. Now, I, they shook hands. They said, now, listen, said, I'm, I'm a little bit forgetful. Was that you who died, or was that your brother? I've forgotten. <laughs> you know... If you've never heard Dr. Paul Levine before, it readily becomes apparent why people loved him and still do. He had such a great way with people. I was talking to Miss Janice, Miss Jeanette Hayslip's daughter, and she was telling me about how Dr. Paul, he, he could just break down barriers so quickly, so easily. When he asked you a question, he truly meant it. He wasn't just shooting the breeze. He wasn't just asking about the weather. It wasn't trivial things. He was really focused in. I've heard that from so many people. I, I recall talking to a man that I would consider a hero of mine, a man who's a phenomenal preacher, a man that I'd love to model my pulpit ministry after. And he told me when he was a young man down at Bill Rice Ranch many years ago, he was there to, to preach alongside Dr. Paul, one of his first times ever preaching at a larger camp. And Dr. Paul said, you know, I've, I've, I've heard about you. I've heard about you. Now, this is an older Dr. Paul. He said, hey, here, here, come sit right, come sit right down beside me. Sit, sit right here. And he's thinking, I don't deserve to sit down by Dr. Paul Levine. And he engages him. Dr. Paul did engage him in conversation and was just so very kind to him. He's never forgot that. Let me ask you, are you kind to those around you or do you have no time for anyone but yourself? I hope that's not the case today. I hope we can all be a little bit more like Dr. Paul. But really, let's focus in for just a moment on the thought that was presented to us today. We all want heaven, but we don't want to die. Do you fear death today, my friend? I'm talking to each and every one of you, men, women, little boys, little girls, red, yellow, black, brown, white, as the song says, they are precious in his sight. If you're listening to me right now and you have a fear of death, you say, I don't know Christ as my savior, but I... I so desperately want to. 
The reason we are playing this particular message on the radio, just a scant year, 1995, a year before Dr. Paul took his last breath on earth, before he stepped over into glory, Dr. Paul, as he's expressed to us already this week, he has a unique perspective on this thing of death. He's looking it square in the eyes. He jokes about it a little bit, but he knows it's coming, and it's coming soon as he preaches this. If you have a question and you'd like to reach out, text me today, 309-316-7240. That's 309-316-7240. Have a great day for his glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.